0: no jumper coolest podcast in the world and I'm in here with busy banks getting money what's the word how you feeling man busy banks. I'm a big fan I'm not gonna lie we've been talking about doing this for years
1: Nah, how yeah like two years ago
0: yeah I hit you up a long time ago I follow all these fucking different journalists and stuff who talk about drill music and whatever the hell's going on and New York and stuff and I just remember somebody writing a little article about you and I just got super tuned in right then and there nah, that's fire. yeah so what brings you to town you at rolling loud or something
1: um, yeah, I, I was supposed to do Rolling Loud, I didn't even go though, somebody was supposed to bring me out, but I'm, other than that, I'm really just out here recording.
0: Someone was supposed to bring you out, and then something happened?
1: Nah, ain't, ain't nothing really happened, just woke up too late.
0: Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Damn, everybody being screwed up by the, the scheduling stuff.
1: Yeah, that that's really what it was, I think, I think the day that, I, I thought I was supposed to get brought, brought out like, Friday, uh-huh. and the person who was supposed to bring me out was really supposed to bring me out for Saturday. Okay. so it was like a miscommunication so i already had like they gave up on it
0: already oh all right everybody like like even cardi had to get off stage super early like i'm right. assuming he just showed up late and he was like headlining one of the days mm. interesting
1: oh. he still had a good performance though
0: no yeah it was it was a little demonic though in a lot of people's opinions
1: yeah he'd be going crazy
0: <laughs> you see that though what do you think of it yeah
1: that? i saw it on um on the ground i don't know that's regular cardi yeah I, i'm kind of used to it
0: but it's gotten darker over the years for sure or like a lot more just rock and roll, like a lot more like evil. But <laughs> I mean, like you know, like did you, you saw the video of the girl freaking out about it.
1: Oh yeah, but she was talking about it. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like leaving from leaving the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's I feel like that's 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 his lane. That's what he do. So it's like
0: I've previously said that I wasn't a huge fan of like whole lot of red. I might have to give it another re listen though, because I'm gonna be real with you. Like I always liked metal, where they're like, you know, it's 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 dark. They're talking about evil, sh- satanic. Sh- they're not mostly like satan worshipers they're just saying crazy stuff because it sounds cool in music and stuff and so i kind of appreciate the fact that cardi is like making all these normal hip-hop fans kind of like question what they're even into because it has just like a completely different vibe than you've probably ever seen at a rap festival
1: nah yeah i mean i don't know i don't really i'm not really deep into right to, to all that
0: it's not your style. Yeah, nah. nah but,
1: my no. sis- my sister used to bump a lot of a lot of rock and roll though. I like, forgot I forgot I forgot the name. You know the song um when they be like, um, we about to build a prison, we about to build a prison. Some rock song. I forgot they like I don't know. I don't remember their name, but she used to listen to all that.
0: Yeah. I so, mean
1: when I be seeing it, it's like like you said, like they been saying little lyrics like that. Yeah.
0: Just, some old from shit. my experience, most of the people I know from the streets don't know anything about metal. It's just like there's no overlap. Like they just have not really been exposed to it. But I feel like if they were exposed to it, that they would be able to appreciate it.
1: Nah, yeah, I, I don't know. I listened to everything growing up, so
0: right, yeah. definitely. So you're from Brooklyn?
1: Yeah, Brooklyn, New York.
0: Where uh, exactly? East New York. Okay, so you? Yeah, you I grew.
1: I grew up like in Crown Heights. You know, I was living with my grandma. You know how it is in the hood, like right. Got to live with your grandma sometimes, and a lot going on. So I grew up a little bit in the Heights. I went to school in the Heights, so I could say that. Yeah, I really, I'm really from East New York, though.
0: Crown Heights versus East New York in terms of the vibe. How would you compare the two? Um,
1: I mean, they both... They both treacherous, I mean. Um, East New York is different, though. Like, right. from the East, you really know what's going on. That's like... like What, what you hear about... Uh, when you hear about the hoods in new york like what's the most hood you hear about that's like terrible
0: well like everybody just talks about brownsville and east new york York and really the same thing as brownsville because it's it's connected it's so far that it's like the most resistant to gentrification
1: yeah brownsville and east new york the exact same
0: crown heights is an easy call got to gentrify that it's too close too valuable
1: closer to the style i mean crown heights is really close to brownsville too like because like when you go up the hill on Southern and Rutland, that's when it turned into Crown Heights. You start seeing Utica, Eastern Parkway, and all that. Right. But Crown Heights is easier to kind of like gentrify, because it's closer to Beth um to best stop. Yeah. I was about to say the full name, but yeah, it's closer to the stop. But East New York and Brownsville is like connected to each other. So when you leaving out Brownsville, you are gonna run into East New York. East New York, just like Brownsville.
0: Right. And so growing up, most but you you left East New York at what age and at what point did you start mostly residing Crown Heights?
1: Nah, I was. Uh, I was in Crown Heights when I was young, like, like, when I was in, like, fourth fourth to, like, really, like, third to fifth grade. Uh-huh. I used to go to PS12 in Crown Heights. we all from Crown Heights. You know where PS12 at? I used to go to PS12, and I used to go to 191. I grew up on I used to be on St. John's in Buffalo. And then I left, like, sixth grade out, went straight to East New York.
0: That's one thing I love about New York is that the public schools are just, like, a number. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every other sure. place I've ever been in my life where, Like the schools have names They're named after somebody But it's somehow no. in New York oh, There's well, so my, many my schools My high
1: school had a name though Instead of a number right. It had a number two. It was both
0: Because usually they would have both, right? Yeah, in fact But usually like a lot of people Wouldn't really use the full name Yeah, yeah no Okay, but like wh- How would you describe your upbringing? You have metal detectors When you're going into high school and stuff?
1: Yeah, how, yeah. metal <laughs> detectors Come and bring your phone in You know, there's always ways to get past that though Right Like that middle school you ain't really have metal detectors there'd probably be a metal detector once in a blue moon mm-hmm. like they'd do some random shit right so other than that but high school always had a metal detector though.
0: that was something that we used to always just hear about as kids and we always thought it sounded crazy oh, just detector. the metal detector thing just the idea yeah. that it was that common that kids would bring guns to school
1: nah yeah that's crazy
0: yeah but so would you say that your your high school experience was wild was it was it pretty out of control or was it
1: um i don't know my high school experience regular i was I was lit in high school, so I don't really know how to explain it.
0: Lit? You were just a popular kid?
1: Yeah. Everybody knew me. I had four schools in one. Whole school knew me. Like, all four schools knew me.
0: Four, four different schools that yeah. you were tapped in with?
1: In one building. It's four schools in one building. Really? Yeah. yeah. What's,
0: what's the point of them even being separate schools? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Or, Interesting. All right, so... uh Why why would you say, like, what kind of person were you that you had so many good relationships like that?
1: I would just, I could curse right now. I can't really curse. Of course, yeah. And I was just fucking a lot of bitches. So it was like, Mm. you know how that go. Always, females always talking about me. It wasn't a lot of niggas in my school either. Like, my school specifically, I went to Prospect Heights. So it's a part of my school is like a performing art school called BSMT. That's the one I went to. Mm. It's like 10% of boys in there.
0: 10? Yeah. How does a guy even get access? It sounds like it would be, like, the, the most desired place on earth if yeah, you're a
1: dude. all the homies went to other schools, like, around the building. But the school I was in, it wasn't that much for me. So it was, like,
0: that's wild. fake females, yeah. I always heard that about certain colleges and shit. I was, like, 80% girls. I'm, like, that's, that's unbelievable. How the fuck did I grow up not knowing about this?
1: <laughs> would have been went there.
0: Yeah. That's an easy call. Cause it's like then there's gonna be like a scarcity mind state where you're gonna have girls fighting over you probably. Nah,
1: yeah, <laughs> it was getting crazy in high school. I ain't gonna lie.
0: Were you rapping in high school or when did that come? Yeah, I was
1: always rapping. I was rapping since like elementary. Uh huh. I used to always just freestyle though. I wasn't like really making no songs really. Right. So just always freestyling. When I got to high school, I wasn't taking it serious, but I was doing little ones and two freestyles. Probably mention somebody in it, like a you know, like little situation or something. You know the school would go crazy. Me and me and my son, um, Eli, and my son Drizzy, we was doing music in high school together.
0: So that was the cheat code, even at the time that you were talking about beef and stuff. Uh.
1: Now, I wasn't really beef. I don't. It's like how I rap now. Like I say a little sneaky line that, that certain people will know and it just uh, go crazy. Like so, I was really, I really probably mentioned a female in a song. Like I had, a, I had a freestyle when I when I mentioned a female and nobody knew like. Well, me and her really had going on. I ain't exposed on nothing, but I just said like a little line, and then right. like, everybody just started putting two and two together. So you know the school, like, oh y'all heard the, the shit busy came with. Because like,
0: if you say like anything that. crazy distance somebody in school, you probably get suspended or whatever, right? Yeah, I don't know. I ain't I ain't go through that. I feel like that would just be an easy like bullying case <laughs> or whatever. Nah, I
1: was I wasn't bullying. Her. I don't I don't do nothing like
0: that. I forgot to ask about this. Uh, you grew up rasta. Yeah, my my mom and dad. So what was that like?
1: it was the same I mean it, it's not really it's just more um. what's the word for it like humble me I guess uh-huh. like you know growing up different it just made me move a different way so it's like I was just on a different religion I mean it's like it's like basically a religion for me Right. So it's like on Saturday we got Sabbath which I'm pretty sure another religion I have that oh, yeah. got word religion I think Most, Jews, um, yeah. Jews do Sabbath Muslims right. do Ramadan but yeah, it's the same thing like you can't. You gotta pray five times a day every Saturday. It's certain times, and you can't eat until the sun go down, which is mostly like six p.m. Uh-huh. That's a new day in Ethiopia. A lot of people be thinking like rosters is like straight from Jamaica, but you know it's like everything is really from Ethiopia. Though.
0: Do you still believe in that? Nah, yeah. Do you still pray five times a day, or like how? I don't, I don't how pray five it...
1: times a day, but I still I still follow it. Like that's really my life. So it's like you know. I'm used to fasting. Like I could fast on a Saturday if it's possible. I don't follow it hundred percent anymore. Uh huh. But you know, I still go in the crib, pray. Bible. You fast so a life. whole day. Yeah, I could if I basically I basically do that on a regular though. I don't really I don't really eat till like nighttime.
0: Really? Yeah. That's tough. You think that's why you're so skinny? Yeah, that's why I'm little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I be eating like three, four meals a day, dude. I don't know if i could sit in here and like be able to have conversations for hours without being able to no, eat no, i'm used
1: know. to it and then you know rosters is like vegan it's a difference mm. vegetarian and vegan i don't remember which one is which but
0: well vegans don't eat you know eggs or yeah, any animal yeah, products that,
1: so i couldn't drink regular milk couldn't right. eat regular cheese couldn't eat cheese doodles, honey buns shit like that but then, you know as i get older i started just thugging doing what i want to do
0: it's all about like how deep you want to go with it because i remember when i was trying to be vegan in high school i realized at a certain point like oh there's a lot of bread i can't eat yeah, because, because bread it got, it got certain has sh- eggs and shit. Yeah, which was like kind of mind-blowing to me. Like, oh, shit, I'm expected to take it that serious? I don't know if I could do that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was a kid, so I had to listen to my mom. I had to right. listen to my dad, so I had to do it. But by the time I started again, like 10, 11, and I'm watching everybody eat, like, bacon, and cheese and shit. It's like, got to be tough I, to hold on, right? I got to see what that's about. Yeah, like, <laughs>
0: <word.
1: laughs> Damn, all right. So, and uh, it was only my mom and dad, too. So, mm-hmm. like, when I go to my grandparents' house, my cousin's house, they not following that. So it was, like,
0: more like that. Right. Interesting. Okay, so you're kind of getting turned out right from an early age as well, yeah. Basically. Interesting. Turns out to, like, you know, cheese doodles or whatever the case might be. All right, so you finished high school?
1: Yeah, I graduated.
0: And what did you do after that?
1: Nothing. (laughs) Nah, I I, I, I attempted to go to college. That's the crazy part, but I never sat in a college class, though. I I did the fast food. I I did all that.
0: You signed up and did all the preparation stuff? I went to
1: the building. And I was running late. I was when my mid forty. I was running late, and like when I went to the classroom door, the whole class looked at me. The professor, the students, and he was like, "Are you supposed to be in here?" I'm like, "Nah, I don't think this is the class I'm supposed to be in." And I just left the building.
0: You just kind of got cold feet, just, or what?
1: Yeah, I just got out of it. I don't know. I don't be liking too much attention. Like, mm. I wasn't. I wasn't really worried about college. I was just doing it because it's like my older sister actually went to college. Like, she's the only person in my family that went to college. So. I was trying to do it just to be like, I mean, second person to make it cool. I ain't really want to do it, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just, if you don't want to do it, it's so much work. Yeah. The, I, wasn't,
1: I wasn't ready for that. Like, I didn't even think I was going to graduate high school. So, me graduating high school was enough for me. Obviously. Right. Like, I was always good in school, though. But, you know, as you start getting older, like, shit starts switching up.
0: I feel like I could easily go through college now because i know what it's like to have a job or like you know to work like all the time and nah, but as a young dude like i just didn't have that drive at all but as i'm older
1: i'm realizing that's basically what school was preparing you for yeah to wake up early have a schedule move around in life stop being lazy like i realized that now that i'm older when i was young i used to be like what the fuck i gotta go to school at eight o'clock like hmm. getting there like 11 11 30 but now that i'm working for me and i gotta be at an interview at a certain time or it just, I'm like, basically like school is basically training you for the real world. Basically, like that's how I look at it.
0: Yeah, know. definitely. No, it gives you that structure and like, yeah, as, when you're a kid, it's just you don't want to get up early to go yeah, to you school. Don't wanna, you don't want
1: to understand it though.
0: Yeah, it seems terrible, but then you get older and you start to go to to work and like, you know, you make music. I, I do interviews. We both have jobs that are pretty much like as cool as it gets for most people w- would say. But realistically, like most people, like if you were a fucking trash man or you do construction, whatever, it's like this is just school, but it's, you're not learning. You're just working. You're just yeah. doing something over I'm and over. Why you learning while you're working though, but I get what yeah. you're saying. But you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, work is just gonna be so much fucking harder than school because it's, it's, it's serious. It's like you have to create value for the company that's hiring you. It's just like, you know, a completely different yeah. analysis. Whereas, just going to school and learning? As soon as you have a job, it just seems very luxurious. Yeah. But, um, okay, so you're just kind of hanging out at that point, or what were you up to? you have a job?
1: Um, I had a job for, like, four days. Everything was, like— What job? <laughs> um, I actually signed up to be a paraprofessional. Mm. I did it for, like, four days. I ended up going to Florida.
0: And what even is that?
1: Paraprofessional. That's, like, when you work with, like— um, Like, you ever been in school and, and there's, like, two teachers in a room? Okay. Like, one teacher is with a specific student, so it was like that. But, like, the student, like, the student have a disability probably. That's why they need that teacher. So okay. The kid I was working with, he couldn't hear out his left ear. But I just did, like, the weekend, though. I probably worked, like, Wednesday to Friday, and then I went to Florida for the weekend. And I didn't go Monday, Then they called me, like, <laughs> like, why you ain't come? I'm like, I'm in Florida right now. Like, I don't know. My mom wasn't on I was doing so much.
0: What were you doing in Florida?
1: Chilling.
0: Yeah? Yeah.
1: I'm moving around like...
0: Girls, money to be made. made. Yeah, money to be made. Mm. Interesting. What kind of stuff you have going on at that time? You in the streets? Yeah. The Florida streets?
1: Florida streets? No, I wasn't in the Florida (laughs) streets. For me, you you could do your ones and twos around, around all the states. Right. Once you know what you're doing and what you're going there
0: for. Interesting. The moves to be made down in Florida. <laughs> Actually, I, I could think of some stuff that you could get in Florida that might be more desirable in New York. Might be able to charge a premium in New York. That kind of thing. Oh, no. Man. I'm just trying to put it together. Okay. Um. So, all right. The paraprofessional thing doesn't work out. No. What's That, that was my only, like, real job, though. Right.
1: Yeah, that, was like, that was, like, 2017. So I've had a real job for, like, four days. I went to... I never really went to college, but I applied, so I guess I went. But I dropped all my classes, though.
0: Right. Mm. So you just dropped everything. And then uh, uh, what are you doing at that point? Like, is, is rapping part of the conversation at this point? Um,
1: Yeah, I was rapping. I wasn't, Um, like, 2017. I think I just dropped a song called, like, Nine Shots. I probably dropped Nine Shots 2016, 2017.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't remember. And uh, Nine Shots. Like, wh- wh- what made you want to make that the first record
1: um non wasn't really my first record so like i i been had like i said i was lit in high school so i been had clout i mean i was i was like i was always i always just knew everybody so i always was like known for me and and high school is just when i started really posting music so i was with my son drizzy rp driz and i was with my son Eli, and we were just like remixing songs like in new york because I, I meet me and a lot of people a lot of people don't really be on facebook no more it'd be like a twitter thing so i feel like new york just like got like a facebook thing like everybody in new york don't really be on twitter like that on the regular unless mm-hmm. you like lit from your half business being on twitter so back then everybody was facebook famous you know what i mean so we were just doing like little freestyles on facebook and they get like views and stuff like that Then i just i just ended up dropping a song called now shots right i was doing music with some other people too like before that who um a couple of the bros uh bando i was rapping with bando me and bando started doing music together like 2017 going into 2018. right um my son Nas. um somebody named Shakur. um that's about it i was really just with those three people but I was with I was with Eli and Drizzy and Shakur first though. Mm-hmm. So it was like that.
0: Okay, and so as soon as you start dropping music, did you start doing some numbers right away or how did you go about getting a fan base?
1: Um, nah, so Facebook, I was going viral already. Well, viral for me, I wasn't doing like a million views or a million likes for me. But I was doing like a little 15K likes for me, by like 50,000 views or something like, for me in that range, like 8K, 4K, 5K likes. And then when I started dropping on SoundCloud, when I dropped nine shots on SoundCloud, that actually went crazy. I touched like a hundred thousand plays. So I was started taking music serious from there. And then I started rapping with Bando. Me and League G Bando, we dropped minor situations. Well, I've been with, I've been had songs with him, but we wasn't like cool. Me and him had songs because of my son, Nas. Then Bando kinda was like. He wasn't, like, buzzing crazy. Like, he wasn't doing, like, 100K, 200K like everybody doing now. You know, like, back then, it was, like, when New York fake just started getting everything together. So, so um, probably was, like, doing, like, 10K in two weeks or something. Right. So, that's big to us.
0: New York getting it together in the sense of, like, drill records kind of having, like, a, yeah. a sort of built-in fan base. Yeah, like, the way like, it seems now, right?
1: Yeah, because it's, like, 2013. 2013, I think, that's when Bobby and them kind right. of went crazy, brought everything back. And then, you know, everything started. know dined out a little bit you know like bambino and um came back brought it back like 2014 2015
0: all right you tell me if i'm tripping though because when we had conversations about new york drill i said that bobby smurta wasn't like sonically a drill rapper but that that still to me kind of was like it initiated the drill era in a sense because even though his music wasn't really sounding like drill is everything else in terms of the video, in terms of the stuff that he was into at the time?
1: Like Bobby, Bobby, and them wasn't wasn't drill rappers, but you still gotta get them their credit because they brought the spotlight back on New York, regardless. Mm-hmm. So when people say that, I don't really, I don't really be caring because right. like it makes sense. Like if it wasn't for them, like New York probably would never been like right. Like, like somebody else would have brought it back for me. Right. I'm talking about like for for all the gangsters that's rapping and how he was rapping and what he was rapping about. The spotlight would have never been on that. Who
0: who made you want to make drill style music? Chief Keef.
1: Mm. I mean, that's the person who rolled it out for me. Right. So like twenty twenty, he came out like album with Chief Keef like two thousand eleven, I believe two thousand eleven or twelve. Right, right when, when it first he first came Bang out. and all that. Yeah. All that old stuff before he started doing love so stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was like when I really was starting to come outside. We was having brawls, fighting, canes. So. From the east, like right, he was getting beat up for BB belts. All types of shit was going on in the east. So that's when Chief keith was really coming out. So I was buying Chief keith for years. So I I've been switching my style from like regular rapping to like kind of drill, like 2012.
0: Right, you weren't tapped in on like a lot of the the London shit, the english style rap that a lot. I
1: didn't. I ain't really hear about.
0: Those beats didn't really come into nah, fashion I mean, until. it wasn't
1: into play till like probably like 2016, I think. 20, yeah. Like 2016, 2017 when it came into play.
0: Right. Yeah, so, okay. W- you were getting it in in the streets, it would be fair to say. You had a lot of situations. Is that part of what made you want to come out as a rapper? Is you had stuff to comment
1: nah, on? I always was rapping. That's what I mean. That's basically what I was saying. Like, I always was rapping. So, I just ended up taking, taking it 100% serious after nine shots. Once I started seeing, like, I'm really getting views, like, people really want me to drop music now. That's when I really took it serious. Before mm-hmm. Nine Shots, I wasn't taking it serious. I was just rapping because I was always rapping. Basically, you know, all the lit kids, like, just be, like you see somebody in the hood with money, you'll tell them, like, yo, you should start rapping. Like, you got the look already. You right. like that.
0: By the time I got tapped in with the music, it was like, don't start part one and two, right? Yeah. With uh, those? Part one came out 2019. Okay. But I made part one in 2018, though. Oh, was though was that like a huge moment in terms of your career getting bigger with those massive records? Yeah.
1: So I so for everybody like on the outside looking in, Don't Start is like my biggest song that got me lit. But before that, me and Bando was doing like little freestyles and remixes that I was doing like a hundred K in a month, two months. So like that's really when the buzz started coming in more. And then just me dropping Don't Start made me more
0: viral. Mm. And that song like don't start part one is like very uh street oriented like you're making it very very clear who you fuck with and who you don't fuck with were you always on that or was that kind of like you going nah, into was, that a little bit more
1: i was always on that i was I, I, I was always on that specifically because i be knowing people so like i know some people from this side i know some people from that side or like my family cool with some people on that side my family cool with some people on that side mm-hmm. so it's like i don't be trying to i don't be trying to pick up nobody Nobody beef. I don't want no weird energy. I just be. I was always on my own shit. Like, for I me. Mean, if you ever talk to anybody that always been around me or seen me in life, they gonna tell you like I always just been to myself. Like I be around people, but even when I'm around people, I be chilling, I'm the quiet one, just observing, looking, listening. So I be learning. That's how I be moving. How I because I already seen it before. Like mm. I been outside. I done watch multiple people go through the same shit that was older than me. So my older niggas, older niggas went through it. I saw that already. Then I watched my older niggas go through it. Saw that already. So I just always been on my own timer. So from don't start, that basically was my like I feel you know I me mean? separation right there.
0: Right. So you kind of laid it all out there a bit more. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was seeing that you used to do a lot of records with a uh, Siggy Black.
1: Yeah, I did one song, but yeah. Oh, it was only one. Yeah, fact.
0: But was that a relationship that kind of got burnt out by you having to choose political affiliations? Nah, it wasn't.
1: It wasn't really. Um, choosing sides, I would say. More so like more so like something else was going on. Feel me? And me and him ain't have no control over it. You know, people don't get on interviews and say shit like that. Me, I don't be caring. I don't care to say a nigga name or like feel me, me and him ain't have control over a situation and it just separated us. Mm. Feel me? So that's more so like what happened, why we stopped doing music together. But before that, I mean, we just we did pop out and that was that. Like, Siggy was, was just, like, my first feature from the towns, basically. Like, a lot of people be trying to say hey, he gave me clout, all this other stuff. Like, that was just my first feature from the town. Like, he know how we end up doing music.
0: Like, right. You know I mean, But I see this, like, exact thing end up happening with all the Bronx drill shit, too, where you'll have, like, a new artist, and they're kind of just doing songs with different people, but then, like, you fast forward, like, a year... And it's like, oh, like how could they have ever worked with this person when they get along with this person and they don't fuck with this person? And it's like, you know, at first people are just coming in the game, just kind of doing music and just but not. That's,
1: that's why it go back to me doing don't start because like mm. doing, I'm letting you know doing what I want. Don't I'm not I don't jack with y'all jack. I don't jack with they jack. I jack with I jack. And if I want to go over there, then go over there. I'm gonna do that. Right. And if you're not jacking it, then I'm not. I'm still not picking a side. I'm still gonna be in the middle. I'm just not gonna fuck with whoever not jacking it, cause I, I don't care. It's music, that's how I look at it. If we ain't locked in, getting money together, fucking bitches together, going outside together, I don't care for you. You know, honestly, like that's basically what Don't Start is about. Right. Like Don't Start, none of that fucker y'all got going
0: on. So, but how's your life kind of changed once you put those records out and you start having like a way bigger audience paying attention to you? Like, do you have to start moving around differently?
1: Um, nah, I move how I always move. So it wasn't really, like, a big change. It's just, no. I definitely got more smarter with how I was moving, but I was always, the way I move now is how I always move. I don't really like attention and I don't care. Like, people on my team be telling me, like, you got to post more, you got to show people you outside. But I be looking at it like whoever was outside and there and whoever ran into me and seen me, they know I was outside. I don't got to post it for anybody. Like, I be understanding it, but I don't really care for, like, certain things.
0: Right. So you're the type of person you'll look at Instagram and you'll see a bunch of stuff about you. You see photos you took with a fan earlier that day, and you don't really want to like be reposting it necessarily. Nah, I repost it. Okay,
1: I repost. I repost. Um, the people I run into, like, if they want to take a picture and they tag, if I see it, I'm gonna repost it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm still there and they tag me, I probably won't repost it. I probably repost it later, or if I forget, then I just won't repost it at all. But like,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. So okay, uh, once like that starts happening i'm assuming that you had labels hollering at you and there's a lot more attention right, on you in general have right
1: to don't start the labels just trying to get with me
0: right and were you feeling it or how, how those conversations go
1: um so i wasn't really feeling feeling labels at first but i had just came home like when don't start drop i had just came home so because I, I ended up getting locked up in like 2018. and how
0: long were you locked up that time
1: all right, like six months. What was that over? Um, I I got locked up for a temp, but my charges dropped to assault. So. Mm. But it was my first, it was my first case ever, so I ended up copping out. I had copped out to a six-five split, so that's like six, six months, months and then five, five years. years yeah. Damn. Okay. So yeah, I got that. I was like 19, Okay. I think okay. I was twenty because I couldn't get a yo. I don't really remember. Right. But, um, yeah. Then I just came home. So I was going through probation and all that stuff, and they was trying to get me to work. They was trying to get me to go to programs, and I was getting lit, and I'm trying to explain to them, like, yo, I can't go certain place. I was going to court, and I was running into people, but mm. I wasn't running into nobody crazy or nothing, but like, you know, I was running into people. People were noticing me, like, oh, ain't you what you call it? But you know what come with this with this shit. So after a while, I'm like, I'm about to design, make that my job, get these people off my back, let them know, like, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, drill wasn't what it is now to where, like, everybody, like, you know, drill, like, the way it, the mayor and everybody acting in New York, they looking at it like, oh, this is terrible, like, this is bad, we got to stop this. Before, it was just like, you know, it was music. Like, we were still talking that talk, but the world wasn't taking it like that yet. Mm. So so my my probation people were looking at it like, ah, right, he a real artist, like, he with a real record label that's what you're doing so that's really what made me sign well speed up the process to sign it
0: right yeah cause I mean if I was a new artist coming out these days it's like there would be a part of me that would kind of be worried about signing with a label but it also there would be a almost bigger part of me that would be worried that if I don't sign with a label in this moment that I might just kind of be missing out on opportunity or something
1: you gotta trust the process or like like bando bando ain't bando ain't sign that's Leaky G Bando, I gotta say his full name. Mm-hmm. He ain't signed. That's who that's who I really got lit with. Like drill rapping, rapping, Leaky G Bandle, I got lit with. So he ain't signed. He trusts the process. He making his he seeing his back ends. He doing what he like to do. So Right. So I already know, like, it's just about working as you get bigger. But like I said, I rushed my process because of what I was going through.
0: Right. But so you did sign around that time?
1: Um I signed like twenty twenty. I wasn't signed in twenty nineteen.
0: Okay. And who'd you sign with?
1: with Atlantic Records.
0: Okay, and how's that been?
1: That's good. They they treat me good over there. I mean, a lot of people be complaining about them, but I don't got no complaints right now. Do You feel
0: like they understand what kind of artist you are?
1: Or? Um, they get it. They get it, and they don't. So it's like, you no, know, I I teach them what I could teach them, and they teach me what they could teach me, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it it just is kind of interesting if you're a drill artist, like and you know, I've heard about a lot of drill artists from the Bronx and stuff signing recently, and it's like, sometimes it doesn't feel like the label really switches stuff up for them that much. Like, they just kind of keep dropping. Keep dropping music videos. The views maybe like, go up a little bit. I but, feel like if
1: you're an artist right now from New York and you lit, you might as well just do your own thing. Right. Just get somebody on your team that can help you learn about TuneCore or United Masters or, or all other stuff that's real kid, and you just you just figure it out make all your money and then try to get like a distribution or a joint ventures. any feel me with your bread like i don't know them they doing views right now they doing views they all on tiktok they doing like the bronx got their own marketing going on and they don't even understand that because they so young mm. so they signing and they just signing because they hearing the bread and the label not doing nothing for them really The right. label looking at the label know like oh these kids are going viral on their own we don't even have to do we don't have to pay for academics or or this like probably some draw artists but you know certain draw artists they like they not for me like certain people pay for that some of these artists don't have to pay for that cuz they doing it they going viral on their own that it makes the pages want to post them for me right so it's like i feel like if you got it to where everybody posting you just of you and who you are and what you're doing
0: because there's very few scenes in america that you can look at where there's a lot of different artists who can do like half a million views a million views etc and new york and specifically the bronx but definitely some artists from brooklyn and stuff too are in that category and it is kind of crazy like just because it's just you see like new artists come out that nobody's ever fucking heard of that can do serious numbers and sometimes you wonder if it's cap and if there's people buying plays and everything but a, a good amount of it does seem legit
1: certain people there's (laughs) definitely a lot of cap
0: going
1: on yeah but certain people getting them real views got a real fan base i mean even the people with the cap they they fake stop capping and they got their real for me it worked for some of them so i don't know it's all over the place
0: i mean style wise though it is kind of interesting when you talk to some of the bronx drill dudes because it's clear that they think of like brooklyn drill as almost like old school drill or like it's it's different than what they're doing because a lot of their shit is so fast and kind of screamy and like super loud and aggressive and stuff and it's like you rewind the clock to like the shit that you and pop were putting out in 2018 or whatever it's, it's very different like this the, this style that they're nah, doing yeah, the is some style, other the, shit
1: the styles is different but you know the swag the same though right it was like is it really different like, i don't
0: i don't know there's a lot of similarities, but there's definitely some differences. There's you know, that difference. shit is kind of you know, punk you know rock out difference? there. You
1: the, the, the beat choices.
0: Yeah. They
1: don't, they don't really do, like, UK type beats. Mm. They got their own thing going on. I don't know. I don't hate on the Bronx, me personally, for me. But they know they know who helped them with that.
0: But do you think, when you think of Brooklyn Drill, you think about it being a little bit more, like, flashy, fly yeah. type of vibe?
1: That's what Brooklyn. Huh?
0: Yeah, that's always been Brooklyn, I guess, yeah. Yeah, for me. And whereas like a lot of the Bronx drill shit, it's like they're not really pretending to be having mad money and shit. They're just violent as fuck. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's all they care about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is there anybody you listen to from up there that you actually think is dope? Um
1: D Thing. You know the the, the usuals. I don't I don't really um me personally, I don't really listen to drill music. But mm. you know, the bros, I ain't gonna lie, the bros be going crazy because that's what's going on in the town. Like so the bros be bumping like a lot of D thing. The Regulars like K Flock, that's about it.
0: How'd you feel about his situation?
1: I don't know, I feel bad for mm. I, me, my thoughts, I feel like I feel like you're gonna be good though, right? They hold it down, he, I feel like you're gonna
0: be good, yeah. Hopefully, but I mean, it's kind of wild because like I hate to see an artist come out and make mistakes early on in their career. Like, you know, even somebody like Pooh Shice, he's kind of the same thing, he blew up right away, he, he just didn't get a chance to like really change. He just got caught up doing the same type of shit that he was doing before he was famous and didn't really even get a chance to be like, oh, this is how I have to move because the, the lie, mistake man. he made was so serious. I
1: don't, I don't know about like, I can't really talk for a pooch, I because I don't know how it is, where you from. Right, But in New York, all these young niggas that's rapping right now and getting money don't really got no older bros, bro. Mm. They don't got no nobody behind them. They're it's learning like, all
0: this dude. shit for the first time.
1: Yeah, and, and if they do got older bros, they older bros don't really not really touching no money so mm. they ain't gonna be able to guide them like how you gonna tell an 18 year old who just signed for like 50 100k what to do he gonna look at you like Nigga, i watch your old dads for me i done did more than your old dads i only hear about stories from 30 years ago like care about them shits no more for me so niggas not gonna listen and
0: niggas just gotta learn the all way is that how you felt you feel like you didn't really have that many people around you who were able to guide you no nah, i feel like i got people around me that that could guide me and that's why i'm
1: still me mm. But like I'm doing good.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, so you just got out. What, like six months ago? You went and had to do another yeah, little bid. I, yeah, I just got out like six months ago. What was that about? Um, I was in Jersey. Some bullshit
1: warrants was going on. And a lot of bull, just a bullshit case in general. Uh huh. Where I had to go through. They had ran in the crib. It was like five people in the crib. Four probably. I don't really remember the number, but they found like two pounds of weed, and they just took me in. They only took me though. I don't know. They were just watching me. I don't know what was going on, to be honest.
0: Having two pounds of weed in Jersey is a big deal, I guess? It ain't nothing out really. here, I'm pretty
1: sure. They were, they, were trying, they were trying to make it seem like I was a distributor. There's probably two pounds of weed in
0: here right now. Yeah.
1: It's not supposed to be a problem. I don't know. And they they made it seem like they found the gun with me in the crib. Like It was a whole bunch of—you know how they make it seem on the Internet when somebody gets locked up. Mm. But it wasn't everything that was going on. It wasn't how I went on. So
0: Right. Damn, man. It's like, it's so easy to forget from everywhere else in the country about how serious the gun shit is in New York. Yeah. And the the craziest shit I've seen in recent memory was this little TJ getting two gun charges in like a week. Yeah. Back to back. I saw that too. That's like unheard of, I guess. Or normally.
1: <laughs> nah, niggas, niggas be getting caught with them gun charges in New York for a fuck.
0: But that's, that, that just draws attention to the reality of the situation is that motherfuckers don't feel safe without it. And clearly, that's, you ain't that's, safe that's with it, in
1: the hood, though, mm. it's just you know niggas just famous now, so it's just more broadcasted.
0: But that's regular, though. It's so obvious they're targeting them, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, two gun charges back to back. Of course, they gonna want to watch you.
0: It's so out of the gun. ordinary to even get searched two times in a week. You know, like for that's him to get they, searched and for them to find it. That that I mean,
1: niggas be posting a lot. Niggas be doing a lot. Niggas be getting locked up. So mm. we watching you now. You keep getting locked up with guns. Now we trying to figure out. You know, you know how it goes. Like they harassing us.
0: But yeah. the crazy part is that this is like their revenge on him for getting shot. Like, oh, you, you wanna go you wanna get shot? Okay, we're gonna search you all the fucking time and we're gonna find out about anything you might have on you. Nah
1: yeah. Cops me you on know, some fucked up shit.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay, but so what okay, so that most recent charge, how long do you have to be in there for?
1: Um How long I was in I think I was in there for eight months. Okay. I was in there for eight months. I had um, cause I was still on probation for New York, so when I finished up in Jersey, I had copped out to the marijuana charge, cause clearly that's what I was caught with. Mm. So I copped out to the marijuana charge and basically did the county bid. And in New Jersey, half of the county the county bit is three sixty four, but you could get one eighty once you do one eighty days, you could get off. mean, you know? so well, if you got a good lawyer for me, I had a good lawyer.
0: Um, so you were locked up in Jersey.
1: Yeah, I was locked up in New Jersey.
0: And how different was that than being locked up in New York?
1: Um, I don't really know nobody in Jersey, so it's like I'm in a whole nother world. I'm just moving around, figuring it out, running. I was running into some people that's from New York. Um,
0: I feel like being locked up in New York, in New York City, like the gang shit has got to be like number one conversation you're having. Is it? Is nah, it?
1: Yeah, New York. New York ain't nothing to play with. Is I it like that in Jersey too? They, people in Jersey, they because yeah, that's their city, right? So they. They running into people that they got beef with problems with, they beating niggas up. But it wasn't really like a lot of cuttings going on in New York. It's treacherous. But the sad yeah. part is I felt more comfortable in New York than Jersey. But that's cause I felt like I was home when I was in New York.
0: Right. But so Jersey was grimy as fuck in its own yeah, way. Yeah,
1: Jersey, like for me, yeah, if niggas come in the crib and they got a problem, niggas go right in the cell, they fight, get it on. packing the nigga up. I don't know. Jer- Jersey was calm though. But like I wasn't like I wasn't in no I wasn't in like a Essex County, Hudson County, so I didn't really see nothing crazy. I was in Bergen County, like Bergen County, not really nothing serious oh, okay. for me, but they had um shut down Passaic County and sent everybody basically from Patterson, New Jersey to Bergen County. So that's when the drama really was pulling up. Like whoever got beef from over there, they was pulling
0: up mm. fighting niggas and-
1: what they do. I was 30, though. I was chilling. Everybody was You just staying out of it? You're like, I'm
0: from Brooklyn. This has nothing to do with me.
1: I was like the baby. I was getting whatever I wanted in there. Like
0: Really? Yeah. Why, just because they of the music and everything? I was
1: the youngest in there. So, I I was the youngest in there. I don't move like no bozo, so I was doing what I wanted. I was on the phone, tablet.
0: And everybody tapped in music-wise? Yeah, if they wasn't, they they got They were once you were in there for a little
1: bit? Yeah, I was in there for a little minute.
0: Right. And so, I mean, was it tough for you, though? Because you you used to nice shit at this point. you used to having, like, a good amount of money, nice lifestyle on the outside. It must have been tough.
1: I was still good. The only thing that that I was, like, I wasn't getting no haircuts. Mm. I wasn't getting no shape-ups, no haircuts, no nothing. That's how I started growing my hair. I'm like, I ain't cutting my hair while I'm in there. Like, I wasn't trying to get used to staying in there. Like, even though I'm hearing everything I was hearing, I'm looking at it like, nah, I'm going go soon.
0: Like, so how often can you get a haircut in there? In Jersey, uh, either one, whatever you want. Oh, okay, so you, you just, can,
1: yeah, just go right to the CEO, tell him you need a little razor, have one of your men shape you up, or you shape yourself up if you want. It's like barbers in the um compound, cause you can't really move around like Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Like only way you leaving where, wherever you at is like you are going to court, you going to medical. Like when I was going on visits, visits is where we at. You feel me? So like all I do is walk up the stairs, walk up to the second tier, and go right in the little booth to the visit. Glass phone.
0: It is kind of crazy because that is kind of the only time that you get to see photos of rappers with their hair fucked up is when they're locked up. <laughs> yeah, you get that, to that's see them I'm a good. little Other bit than of a, that I
1: was, I was good. Mm-hmm. I, I had a couple bunkies. He was good. He ain't good. good. No, I was, I was chilling. I just couldn't, just couldn't be flaw.
0: Right. I feel bad for the rappers who have to get their hair cut every week. I'm gonna be real with you. Although I'm on like every two weeks, so I guess Me, it's not when that when I'm different. home, I don't even, I don't even get a shape up. I
1: don't be. I don't be caring about that shit. You don't care? I move around. If I probably got an interview, I go get it. If I'm about to do a show, I get cleaned up. And I be chilling.
0: There's a lot of pressure. I don't know. And it, it, to me, it feels a little bit like hiding the true nature of how beautiful a black person's hair is to keep it super short all the time. It's like, just let it show. I miss the afro. I'm going to be real with you.
1: Now, yeah, I'm, I'm growing my hair right now. <laughs>
0: Okay. The Afro was great. That's probably a lot of work too, though.
1: Yeah, it's like, see, when you got an Afro, then you gotta fake, get a little tape up, shape up every once a week.
0: Yeah, because to keep it all like the same exact length, yeah. that must take
1: fucking a lot of work. I ain't doing that. I'm braiding, braiding my shit
0: up. Right. I seen a, a dad on the playground when I was taking my kid to the park the other day, and it was pretty clear to me that his kids, like, he had never cut their hair. Like, their hair was like this fucking long and it was just like wow this dude's dedicated i wonder if he's just gonna have him like that for their whole I used lives. dress when i was little too I really used
1: to be wild yeah i cut my i cut my dress when i went to high school like mm. two days before the first day of high school i cut my dress.
0: were your parents disappointed
1: um yeah my mom was tight really uh, i cut it without knowing
0: damn that's gotta be tough for a parent you want them to buy in on your religion so bad and then they're just like no nah, i'm trying to get fresh
1: it was <laughs> a, I, don't know, I, I don't know you know i was young i was a lot going on for me parents don't understand it sometimes like but I get it though I ain't ain't gonna lie now that I'm older I fake I fake fuck with it Mm. so it's like I don't know I like how I was raised honestly
0: right I mean to to raise a kid in New York has got to be the scariest fucking thing in the world just knowing everything that's out there and that's why every everybody I meet from New York the girls grow up like super fucking tough because they're just getting hollered out on the streets so much that they just end up with this personality where they really are not trying to let you fuck with them. And like when girls grow up in the suburbs or whatever, their attitude is different because they just haven't had this much abuse thrown at them on the street and shit so over like the years. They're a little more friendly. I don't want to make it all about cat calling, but like, you know yeah. what I'm saying, like girls who grow up in New York, they gotta grow up tough. And same thing, if you're a dude in New York, like. You almost everybody like you gotta fight or you gotta like be tough enough to avoid fighting like you gotta just I don't nah, know. Yeah. it's not like other places nah, it's,
1: like, it's yeah. crazy i don't even hear a lot of people talk about new york like that people be talking about new york they be acting like new york is like a woken park. hell no
0: hell i lived hell. in new york for seven years and it's just it's so it's so much more hardcore than like most places that you could grow well, up you was
1: out in new york though you was like in the city downtown
0: i was in astoria for like two three years and then i was in bushwick for like four years
1: Yeah, but those still good parts, though. I mean...
0: But this is back in, like, 2004. Mm -hmm. So it was, like... Like, I I saw Bushwick getting gentrified and was very confused. I didn't know the word gentrified yet at that point. And I was like, why the fuck is there, like, more organic delis popping up every fucking month? But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, I I just seen it. Like, everybody I knew out there, it's just they grow up, like, with a different sense of, like, having to protect what you got going on, you know? Because everybody's looking to take your shit out there. Yeah, definitely. One way or another um okay so are you in a different place in your life because when i'm listening to like your more current music it kind of feels like you are not as excited about necessarily putting out all this crazy violent energy that you might have been putting out early on
1: um you feel like i was putting out violent shit early on
0: well i guess you could put it that way yeah
1: I don't know. I was I feel like I was talking crazy. I don't feel like I was talking violent, like how they be wildin'
0: right now. Okay, maybe not compared to some of the shit these days. But nah, like yeah. a lot of the stuff I liked from you in like 2019 was like stuff that when I listen to it now compared to your current shit, I'm like, oh he was wildin' back then.
1: Nah, I guess I don't know, you know, life be changing like back then I was like I was more hands on with everything. So right now it's like I'm chilling. Getting money, figuring out life. I mm. actually paying bills. Ain't really. I mean, like the times changing so much. Going on with music right now, I'm just, I'm just looking for something else to talk about. I don't really want to talk about the same shit I was talking about before. Mm. Before it was like, that's what I, that's what I was around. That's what I was talking about. Now I'm just around more different shit. I'm in Cali, you know how Cali is. So yeah. And Miami, in Atlanta.
0: Wait, so you're not spending as much time in New York now?
1: I'll be in New York. i be in New York a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just saying I'll be moving around. Even when I'm in New York, I'm moving around. I'm just my mom be on some whole other shit. Did, so like when I do music, my music on what I'm on for me.
0: Right. Did did losing Pop Smoke kind of change the way that you thought about how you wanted your life to play out? Um, I'm sure you lost plenty of other people too, but I'm sure that that seeing him just blow the fuck up and then have it taken from him so quickly. I mean that must have made you made you sort of think twice about what this rap stardom shit was all about, right? Not really?
1: Not really. I ain't look. I looked at it like it's crazy, cause like I woke up out my sleep, like, like damn, what the fuck? Cause like I think like right before that he just got locked up, mm. but he ended up coming home like in a couple of hours though. Right. And then like a month later he just died. So I'm like, damn, like this nigga shit was like a roller coaster. So like. That's the person who made me like jewelry though. I ain't really care about jewelry. Like, mm. I used to look at jewelry like from Cameron and all the older rabbits from New York, but like he really made me like jewelry. Like, even when I was about to sign and get bread, I used to tell Big Bro, like, not pop, till my my on sturdy. I used to tell him like, I don't really want to change, like, probably just do it. Nah, I used to tell him like I don't really want to watch. I probably just do like a little cube and chill out. Like, I wasn't really heavy on it. Every time I'm seeing pop, he in different type of Cubans. You know, he got his little woo pieces on, or something backing out the AP, mm. you know, enjoying his shit like, and I'm seeing it like right in my face. So he made me want to live the life even more. I ain't gonna lie.
0: Right. Damn, but so how'd you feel though when you found out?
1: Found out it was tight. One one he used to call me almost every other day when we got cool. So he used to just call me, probably being a rave, back out some bread. No, just mo- motivation. Like, mm. you know, I'm still in the hood and I'm getting lit. I'm doing my little m- million views. But, like, you know, he got the hit. He the one that's out of here right now. So, you know, he just called me, like, motivating. He went on his little UK tour. He called me every day, showing me who he around,
0: who he meeting. Because that was that one clip of him shouting you out on, on some UK radio show. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. That was out there, I forgot, right? I forgot which one it was. Yeah, 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 but that was like, oh, damn, so he really fucked with you. Like, he didn't. He's like most rappers. If you're like, oh, like who else do you fuck with from your city, <laughs> they're not. This is, they're not trying to talk about anybody besides themselves. But he was showing real love right there. Nah,
1: yeah, fact he was. That's Pop was my son. I ain't gonna lie. I was fucking with Pop. I was tight when he died. Mm. We had a lot playing too. So like before I signed to Atlantic, Pop was trying to sign me. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. I don't even think I even sat down an interview before. Like, really? Yeah, Pop was trying to sign me. So we was going through a lot. So like that's why our 30 remix. Like the thirty remixes, I was happy that I was able to get that out because we been recorded that song. Like Pop picked the beat on that song. Pop was on some like, yo this beat right here sound more like club vibes. Like I was with him when he made his verse. Everything like that night was just different. Like for me, like so it's like I don't know. We had a lot. We had a lot playing, and then when he died, I just had to had to pick myself up, like, I right, since I can't go this route, I gotta go this route. You know, I just got, had to figure shit out.
0: Right, and so that song, he had hopped on the remix to that song, but then it ended up getting put on his posthumous project after the fact? Yeah, because
1: when we made the song, I already had the original out. So everybody right. already knew the original. Like, 30 was already my biggest song by myself. So he has been posted do the remix, but then he ended up dying, you know, people who got control over his music and his verses. I guess they forgot about the verse he did for me. So they never was able to grab, you know how they was taking verses from some certain people in mm-hmm. New York or like, his old verses and putting it on other songs for his first album? Right. They, they wasn't able to snatch my verse cause I, I guess he had so much song they probably didn't see it. I ended up doing a show and I performed it Um, like, the end of 2020, or 2021. And, and it just went viral. So everybody like, that know about our song together and know like oh they started remembering like yeah we gotta put this on a new album so that's how i went about
0: definitely and uh but did that like take that song to a whole different level just because his albums get streamed so fucking much i dropped 30
1: in 2019
0: oh yeah so gave it a whole new life
1: yeah basically so i dropped 30 2019 just the audio though no video and i dropped the video the beginning of 2020 before he passed Mm. so he watched he watched it do like a million views i did like a million views in the day on worse though, so he watched all that and then not, but he already gave me the verse though. But I just showed him like I end up dropping the original and shit, and then basically we dropped that. He dropped that album like July 2021, so from 2019 to 2021, I just brought it back.
0: Mm. Damn. Yeah. Rest in peace. I only yeah I only got a chance to meet him once. It was at Rolling Loud. It was like a couple months before he passed. I think. Yeah. it was terrible. But, um okay, so where are you at in terms of what you feel like you need to do for your career at this point in order to take it to the next level? Like, where, where's your focus at?
1: I'm just trying to find a way to elevate my sound, just work more, drop more. Right back to how I came out. Like, when I came out, I was consistent. I was probably dropping, like, every 21 days, once a month, probably do a feature in between that. So I was just making sure I was being heard all the time. So right now. I'm just about to get right back in that same mode. Probably you, do, probably do way more tapes than before. You feel like just a lot of singles. Doing
0: those bids uh, that kind of fucked up your momentum because it's like it keeps you from dropping consistently.
1: Basically, like like when I was locked up, just now, I was supposed to keep flooding, but my mind wasn't on no. I don't know. It's not the same when you are in jail. Like you don't get the feel of energy. So I dropped one song when I was in jail. And I ain't really get the feel of energy. Mm. So I ain't like that. I'm calling. I'm trying to see how much views I did. Niggas like, yeah, you just did like 10k. I'm like, I would have did more if I was home. So it's like, well, I did more than 10k clearly, but I'm talking about like right for the first couple hours. Yeah, and I would have did more if I was home. Like I ain't really want to post. Like I wasn't there to enjoy it, so I ain't really care about it. My mind was just focused on like you know, I should be home my next court date. So don't even drop nothing, cause. I don't want to drop, and then I come home and it's like, oh, this nigga. Like, I ain't want to start a whole free, busy movement. I ain't want to do so much just because I wasn't there to enjoy it. Uh, I ain't really care. for. It. So, I feel like that's what fucked the momentum up. Because, like, they stopped hearing me. Then when I come back, it's like 30 new niggas that's actually lit. It's not like just 30 new rappers. It's like 30 new niggas that's actually lit and actually got a million different things going on with them. So.
0: Yeah, it must feel wild in New York just trying to stay current and on top of shit, especially when you're locked up. Then it's just like the biggest fucking handicap because the shit is especially, just moving so fast. Especially when I'm away,
1: I don't know who I'm competing with. I don't know who the comp- new competition is. I don't know what the new way. Like, I came home, nigga's doing Jersey beats. Mm. Nigga's not even doing UK beats <laughs> no more. So it's like like, what the fuck? Like, now I got to find a way to, like, you know, make my way into shit.
0: Mm. Definitely. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but the pace of hip-hop is just, we never really seen anything like it, I guess. Not constant advancing, yeah. Um. All right. So, what should people look out for? What you got coming that we need to know about?
1: Um, I'm working on my mixtape right now. That should be coming soon. Probably like I like dropping when it's hot outside. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's my type of weather. So, probably like around June, like beginning of July, beginning of June. I'm working on the um. I'm working on the uh. I don't even know. if I'm supposed to say it. But I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm working on the tape with my son Shoni Laden
0: Oh right. yeah. We got him coming in, in a couple of days. Oh right, yeah. yeah that's
1: fine. I was just on the phone with that nigga. Oh, that's like dope. I think. But yeah, me and I'm supposed to be working on the tape. I got a mixtape coming. I'm about, to, I'm about to just flood. Like, I just do me.
0: Fire. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Appreciate it. For sure. Busy banks. Turn them up on all <laughs> platforms. No Jumper, Coolest podcast around. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, etc. Like, comment, and subscribe. NoJumber.com if you want to support